that was absolutely amazing. Uh, windy, nice size of city, not too big, but still personal with that nice edge to it and that nice feel. Love, love Wellington. Had a great time there and uh, would happily, happily go back one day. Oh, there we go. Happy anniversary, Wellington. There's the endorsement from Russell Hargroves. <laughs> Russ, um, <laughs> we, we just saw Harry Kane score yet another goal. The guy, you just you stick him near a goal within 40 metres. He's just scoring, isn't he? Yeah, he is. It's a brilliant story. And I think people still wonder whether one day this will kind of break and not happen. And I don't think it will. It's the fact, guys, he's just not your typical Flash Harry, pardon the pun. He's kind of quite a chilled out guy, very friendly, very amiable, not the least bit arrogant. And he's not really changed as a player and as a person ever since he came through. Does what he does best, doesn't try to overdo what he can't do well. And he just is the perfect example out to work hard, go out on loan, have a tough couple of years, come back take your opportunity and just grow and learn from every part of your experiences. Super story. Reports, by the way, that Real Madrid are now desperately keen to try and get him in the summer, but he won't have his head turned. If he goes, it'll be for the right reasons at the right time, and he won't be pushed by an agent, have too big a ego. He's got his head screwed on, but fascinating player and fair play to him. 1-1 in the game this morning, Spurs-Southampton. The big piece of news, though, in the, in the Premier League today, Russ, is that the eighth manager, that's now 40% of the field, have been sacked with, what, a third of the season to go. And, man, the Watford board has had a crack at Everton while sacking their own manager. Really sad story, this, because I really like Marco Silva, and I actually did a little bit of work with him years ago when he was manager of Estoril Praia, tiny club in Portugal, his native country, on the coast, where he took them deep into the Europa League. A really good boss, did very, very well there, did pretty well with Olympiacos, then, of course, came to Hull, who he nearly kept up. When Watford signed him, everyone was thinking, you've got the new Jose Mourinho here. You know, slightly arrogant, but a, 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 an approachable manager and one who shows a degree of humility when needed and lots of good tactical skills. I think people think his tactics are spot on. It was all going brilliantly till October. Watford were up there in the top six. Everyone was delighted. But guess what? Everton make their approach for Marco Silva. He doesn't say no, but he doesn't say yes either. And there's this kind of awkward uncertainty bubbling over. Is Everton such a new manager? People turn them down left, right and centre. Eventually they go for Sam Allardyce. But what Watford are saying, guys, is that Silva's never been the same since. That there's been this air of uncertainty at the club. This lack of focus was part of the statement. And since that move by Everton, they've only won one of 11 Premier League games. And from Silva taking them into the top six, they're now into the bottom half of the table, dropping like a stone. Off he goes. But as you say, Watford think this was done wrongly. Everton approached the manager who was in contract at the time and tried to turn his head. Full silver maybe for a little bit for having that head turned. You can kind of also not blame him as well with a, a size of Everton stature as a club. Regardless, a sorry tale. And he moves on, and suddenly he's back on the unemployment line. You know what, though, Russ? I find that really, really weird. Because if I'm Everton, I'm not doing my job unless I'm out there trying to turn the heads of of managers that I that I desire to have at my club. You know, and 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 it's I in line though, Nate, when they're under contract, isn't oh, it? When they, they are must actually they must used do. by somebody else, that's where it changes a little bit. I kind of see Watford's point of view. I still think that Silver and maybe the rest of the board and perhaps some of the other management and players could have handled it better from their end to be swayed. But Everton went big. They wanted him as their main man. That was circulated surreptitiously pretty quickly to the media and beyond. Beyond, believe you me, it didn't pay off. They got Sam Allardyce. And even that's not going brilliantly because he started like a train but plays pretty ugly football. Nice. And their results in recent weeks have gone south. And some Everton fans already are turning and saying he was the wrong man. He's going to keep them up, but that's kind of it. And they want more with the money that they spend. Well, as well, don't forget. 
Dyche was being linked to Everton, and he was at Burnley, and, yeah. and is still there. Well, I, I think they've Russell... lost form as well now. They've got they've only had one win in eight, and they're still doing brilliantly. Burnley, they're still punched massively above their weight. There's not much wrong, but even they've gone slightly flat. And I don't know if you heard this wonderful media conference in the week, but Sean Dyche has this very very gravelly voice, as we know. It's a very strange voice, and he was asked by a reporter, "Do you eat worms?" And he just gave this brilliant answer about worms for breakfast, worms for dinner, and all these other bizarre things. He doesn't really eat, but he just played along with it. It was quality. He's a really class actual on Dyson. To go with that and make it into a funny answer, he could have easily ripped the guy a new one, but he didn't, and mm. fair play to him. So, so that, as, as Kent mentioned before, that's eight managers gone now in 24 weeks. I, if I'm a, a fan of any of these clubs, uh, Russ, am, am I to look at my team and think anything other than, well, we've given up on the season? It's a tricky one, isn't it? You've got a league that's won and has been won for weeks, let's be honest. You've got to fight for the top four, which has got six clubs in it, and so therefore five fighting for three spaces. And then beyond that, the only other thing really up for grabs in the league this year is relegation. And it's the tightest league I've ever seen. You can arguably say that anyone beneath Leicester, so ninth down, ninth to 20th, is still in with a decent chance of relegation. You've got Brighton dropping big time of late. You've got Huddersfield dropping big time of late. Southampton in terrible form. Their clubs who were mid-table and are going downwards. The likes of Palace Bar this weekend's result have been on the up. The same for West Ham, who I commentated on at the weekend. Bournemouth as well, who they played. You've got certain teams going one way, others going down. It's just such a strange season. I've never seen one quite like it with such a difference from the top to the bottom. But then the bottom being so tight as well. So it's still going to be a pretty compelling last few months of the campaign regardless. Sanchez has been spotted at Manchester United training. I think he was uh, doing his medical there. Russ Mkhitaryan was to do a med- uh, medical with Arsenal. So this is pretty much yeah. a done deal that these players will swap. What does this move mean for both clubs? Massive for Arsenal, who, of course, I work very closely with. They had to bring in some quality. Great win against Palace at the weekend, but they're still heavily off top four. Spurs only drew. That's good news. They could do with Swansea somehow getting a point off Liverpool, maybe, on the Monday night game our time. You never know. Top four's not out of the question, but they needed quality. Mkhitaryan in as a swap. Fine. Take it. He's not really worked out at Manchester United. They had to get Sanchez off the books and move him on financially. And I still think in terms of squad morale as well, even though Arsenal are still doing their best to deny that, what Arsenal need to do is bring in Mkhitaryan and also Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, who's desperate to leave Borussia Dortmund. He's unhappy. And Mkhitaryan and Aubameyang together at Dortmund two seasons ago were just sensational. If you can get them reunited, get them playing well for Arsenal, things will start to change. So one fear is they're not qualified for Europa League because they played in the Champions League already. That doesn't solve Arsenal's issues there come next month. But they should be okay. For Man United, hey, you chuck Alexis Sanchez into that mix. The only fear for me, £500,000 a week contract, £20 million signing on fee. Do you destabilise the rest of your squad? There's some of the other big hitters. Look at this guy coming in. And are they unhappy? Will it lead to a problem? That's why Man City didn't sign Sanchez. That's where he wanted to go. United have gone big, but there is the chance of disharmony. And he's not the easiest character. He's a winner. He's passionate. He's dedicated. But he can rub people up the wrong way. And we've seen that big time off the bench at Arsenal as well.